Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams here. Right Side Radio. Mondays through Fridays, 2 to 5 p.m., blanketing North Alabama with things that are solid, conservative, and just plain right. Hey, listen, uh, it is that uh, one of my favorite times of the week. Uh, we go to what I call the Grand Council. Do I have a, uh, a Dale Jackson on the air with us right now, Copper? You do. Oh, I hear a faraway voice that says Dale Jackson is on the air. Uh, do we have a Jeff Poor on the air with us? Confirmed, I am here. He is here, too. Copper, play the new sound effect, if you will. Assemble the Grand Council. Oh, we shortened the horn, apparently. (laughs) All right. Now I'm complaining about that. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Copper, go ahead and boost Dale's signal if you can a little bit. But uh, but uh, let's, let's, let's go, fellas. I think it was my turn to start first. Uh, so I'm, right. this, here's the way it works, everybody. So the three of us are on the air. We're going to ping each other with questions and see what we come up with. So here's my first one for you, Grand Council members. Birmingham Mayor Randall Woodfin was proud today. He's, you know, our most liberal mayor proud today to receive the endorsement of President Joe Biden. And personally, I'm thinking that Biden was probably proud somebody was still wanting his endorsement. My question to you is, are Dems going to begin distancing themselves from Biden in light of the way things are falling apart right now? What you got, Dale? Zero percent chance. Zero percent chance, you say? He's he's their top of the ticket man, huh? It's way too early. They're not going to start abandoning him anytime soon. No, way too early. They're still all on the Biden train. No question about it. Still, still looking at him as the man at the top of their ticket. All right. So says Dale Jackson. What do you say, Jeff? I think his own administration's going to abandon him. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think they're setting up for Kamala Harris and uh, whatever she runs, and that's that to me is probably a more likely scenario than any of this. Well, and that that's an interesting point, but you know the 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 complete blackout right now is galling at the White House and and so I mean literally they shut down all communications today. They've got some of their pundits out or their 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 lessers uh taking press conferences, but Jin Saki, the president himself, the vice president, everything is shut down. They 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 called a lid and uh and went to hiding. Uh so It's how they anyway. campaigned. Why would they do it any different? I, I there's just no no reason for them to operate in any different way. They they've shown they could win this way. I, I you know what? I saw a story that said the exact same thing, Dale, that, that literally well, that he, he ran his race this way, so why not run the country this way? But but I think this is a little different because what you could tell by the media coverage is that he he seems to be losing the media. He had never at one time lost the media during the twenty twenty campaign. And this keeps up. You lose the media. He's got the media propping him up to a 50% approval rating. He starts to lose the media. Then we're, we're, we're talking a little different story here. And here's kind of the idea I think you could see. The, the vice president of the United States, unimpressive in, uh, in every category so far, but they're going to be looking for some kind of hero, somebody to come in and save the day when they dress her up and make her the one that is the hero and, and, and set her up for a, a, a future presidential run. The, the only problem she's got right now is that in the middle of being compared to the fall of Saigon, she chose to take a business trip to Vietnam of all places. So uh, go figure the irony there and the lack of uh, 
the lack of skill at, at selecting your optics for the public to view. All right, uh, Dale, you're up, man. Uh, Will Ainsworth was on the Yaffe program here on WVNN, and he told uh, Yaffe that if he was governor, he would follow the lead of Bill Lee of Tennessee. And that is an executive order that says, hey, uh, you don't have to follow these executive or these uh, mask mandates in these schools if you don't want to. Will KIV ever come on board? Jeff? No, uh, KIV is, they, they appear to be irritated by any of AIDS or suggestions uh, going back to 2020. But uh, they're, there's no political upside or downside either way they play this. I still think Ivy is the odds-on favorite for re-election by far. No other, no, even if Tip James or somebody got in the gubernatorial race, uh, she'd still be the favorite. What incentive? Is there for her to follow the lead of Bill Lee or any other red state governor? Yeah, I actually just talked about the Bill Lee thing right before we went to the top of the hour break. And, uh, and, and I think it's an interesting dynamic. I don't know how they're going to enforce that because local school board says wear your mask. Governor says don't worry about it. You don't have to if you don't want to. But, no, I don't think Ivy's going to follow that route. Um, uh, uh, she, she is, she's doing everything she can right now to split the baby and uh, try to recoup from her decision she made last year during the pandemic when she – you know, picked winners and losers, but uh, but I think right now that um, that that Will is is distancing himself somewhat and allowing himself to be a bit different, but still, you know, ride her coattails as top of the ticket. Um, I am hearing I'm hearing about you know somebody else right now. There's a there's a, a potential interesting dynamic in the governor's race that I'll tell you guys about offline. But uh, but there's 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 still more. All right, uh, who's up, Jeff? You're oh, up, man. Is it Linda Blanchard? No, <laughs> okay. right. she's That's not going to take her five million and, and move into the next race over. No, she's not. Nothing I know of. All right. Uh, so uh, Democrats plan to greet Trump with a welcome to Alabama liar billboards around Coleman when he is uh, when, when he comes out. The media got very excited about this. On a scale from one to ten, ten being very, very, very helpful. Doug Jones, twenty seventeen. Glory days are here again. To one being not helpful at all, this gesture from the Alabama Democratic Party, how helpful is that, these billboards to their calls? It's a negative three. Negative three. I mean, it's, it's, it's literally, it's, it's not going to do them. It, it, it'll, it'll, it'll inflame their, the certain members of their base, and it'll make Republicans laugh. Uh, and, I mean, they're literally going to put up the billboards uh, in, in the middle of the 4th Congressional District, which had the highest per capita vote for Trump in both election cycles uh, that his name was on the ballot. And, and it's not going to make a bit of difference. It might even just actually aggravate some Republicans and, and agitate them towards more support for the uh, Republican cause in the days forward. Twitter and the New York Times will love it. That's about it. And, and that's what it's really all about. Twitter and the New York Times will absolutely be enamored with this. Uh, real human beings will think this is stupid because, you know, it is because because it is it's you know it's it right now too and i've been trying to get and i'll go ahead and say it right now again uh, uh chris england i respect you man if you want to come on the show please come on and talk to us about what's happening with the democrat party because they're in court again right now with each other and they uh they literally have pretty much no statewide presence in the election cycles there there, there was some claim a while back that they were going to hold out and name their candidate later in the cycle you know whatever uh, right now i just don't think they've got uh, any sense of organization uh, and I am uh, certainly believing that um, 
that they are not going to win a statewide election no matter what they do here in Alabama right now. All right, fellas, we will take a short break, and we will come back from that and go into the next round of questioning. Ladies and gentlemen, you have the Grand Council with Jeff Poor at 106.5 down on the coast, and we've got our own Dale Jackson from WVNN, the program director and morning show host. Plenty more where that came from with the Grand Council on WVNN. We'll be right back. Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, the News Talk powerhouse in North Alabama. The biggest show across North Alabama afternoons is this one, Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. Back on with my compadres, we got Jeff Poor, host of the Jeff Poor Show, formerly with WVNN, now down at 106.5 on the coast. And uh, my, my brethren, Dale Jackson, the program director and um, uh, morning show host here on WVNN. All right, fellas, I'm going with the next question here. All right, is it clickbait or is it not? Is it real or is it not? Story out of the Washington Times says Alabama is out of ICU beds amid COVID-19 surge. And uh, and picked up again, I saw on Twitter by WSFA out of uh, Montgomery. Um, So they're saying in the storyline, when you read the actual article, the, the title appears to be misleading to me. The story actually says they're short on staffing. They're not necessarily short on the supply issues or on the beds themselves. What are your thoughts? Dale, Scare tactic. Scare, Scare tactic, you say? Scare tactic. That's all it is. It, it, look, it, and, and me and Jeff talked about this the other day. If this were actually true, they'd head on down uh, to, let's just say, Op Alabama. They'd stick a camera in the ICUs. They'd find someone flopping around on the floor gasping for air. And they would put that all over the news. This is just a scare tactic. They have the ability to transfer other rooms into ICUs. This is just, it's nonsense. And nobody believes, oh, we're negative 27 beds. It doesn't mean anything. And and when they do stuff like this, it just damages their entire credibility. And they don't care because they want the headlines. It's just like the headlines about lying nurses with stupid names talking about how they're telling people, oh, guess you should have got the vaccine. Sorry, you're dead. And then going and saying the same thing to patients' parents. I mean, it's just absurd nonsense. Jeff, what you say, man? Did we lose Jeff? Hopefully. Dang. It's clickbait. Clickbait, the man go. says. I, there you are. So, yeah, so Jeff, start over again. That's, that's okay. all it is. It's clickbait to get, 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 get I don't know, engagements on social media by these media outlets, including WSFA, apparently. But uh, the one thing I would just add to that is I, I think the Alabama Hospital Association knows what they're doing here, and, and that's, that's the fear component of this. And they're trying to shame a population in this state to get vaccinated. It's not going to work. 
Yeah, well, I tend to agree. And I, I think the thing that aggravates me is is they say that we're negative 29 ICU beds. But just like, I mean, I, I agree with both your comments. Now, do I believe that COVID is real and COVID is surging? Sure. I had COVID. I know it's real. But the thing that bugs me is they don't bother telling you that a whole bunch of those ICU beds are actually filled with things that would have been filled in with anyway. You know, post-surgery uh, recovery. They've got people that had heart attacks. They've got people that had strokes. They've got people that have, you know, any number of things that would have put them in the ICU no matter what. We're talking about other beds. Now, has COVID maybe caused a surge? Potentially, yes. But I do agree with you. I think that what we're seeing here is when you read the article and you find out that the true issue is uh, not their not their actual spacing, but their staffing. Well, that's that's a problem. Uh, all right, uh, Dale Jackson, what you got, man? All right, uh, Katie Britt and Mo Brooks uh, issued two different statements on uh, the refugee situation in Afghanistan. Mo Brooks referenced 1776. Uh, and said, uh, you know, we didn't flee, we stayed and fought, and that's what uh, people in Afghanistan should do. He also clarified uh, that he believed those who fought with us should be brought over here. Uh, And I'm going to paraphrase here, but we're not uh, the world's refugee camp. Uh, Katie Britt offered a more uh, somber, I guess would be the right answer, more uh, political answer maybe, and said, yeah, look, it's un-American to leave Americans there, and uh, refugees should be... Uh, considered as well um is this just another instance of we're going to see two different styles two different camps pounding away uh maybe even on the same story where they don't have that much difference between the two of them but they're going to show two different styles and who, and who wins this little round i'll let you go first jeff i mean how much longer do we have to uh, i mean we're we're having this discussion right now pretending this is is a close race we haven't seen any polling data on this uh, I, I mean, we keep going through this, so I, I don't know that this either style really matters. But, uh, I, yeah, I, I, you're probably right. You're going to see the contrasting two different styles of two different people. And, and I, my guess is Katie Boyd Britt is going to try to appeal to a younger crowd stylistically, even though substantively you think that, um, I mean, there's not going to be much difference between the two of them. Yeah, so uh, I, I do agree with the, the polling thing. Sooner or later, they're going to have to poll this race in a true and meaningful fashion and give us an indication of where things stand. And it's going to come, by the way, after uh, Mo Brooks stands next to uh, 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 President Trump on the stage this weekend and, and gets that kind of you know, Trump bump that's, that's bound to happen. Uh, but, but, I'll, but I'll say this, with regards to the, to the Afghan refugees, I think that we have to vet the people as they come over. We, you know, we don't have to bring them straight here. We can, we can have, a, we can have a, a holding site where we give a more thorough vetting to who they are. But, I, but I, I, don't, I don't believe that we have to just go ahead and say, hey, all of you stay where you are and fight it out. That's, that's not going to work because what we're talking about is a lot of women and children too, and they're not going to be fighting it out. They need to be gotten out. And, uh, and so I, I do believe that we're going to wind up seeing – the ability to to airlift them, we're going to have to have a staging area where they get more clear vetting, and that we ensure that we're not bringing in some hostels. But I think the vast majority of them are just good, solid people who actually have the paperwork to prove they worked with U.S. troops and and, and they they've earned the right to uh, to to get out of the war zone for a while. All right, man, that's uh, that was Dale's Jeff. What you got, man? All right, Alabama continues to lead the way for the lowest number of fully vaccinated individuals. Uh, about 36% or so, and we're talking about a third booster shot maybe later this year. Is there anything public health officials can do in this state to get better numbers Is there any, within the law? What do they have to do to get that number 
up a little bit better to be more in a range with some other states. Well, I'll tell you one thing they can do is start telling the truth. So we're at 36% fully vaccinated, but there's another 41% that have already had their first shot. So, so what we're looking at there is what, what about us add up to 80 something percent are, are literally what, 81%. We're literally I, looking I at, I don't think that's how it works. I, I, that's that's I, not how it works. No, I, I don't, I don't think that's what that means. Uh, I think it's, I think it's, it's 46%, 41% have had one shot. 36 have had one or both. Now, when you read it on usafacts.org, which is going to wind up being you know, the CDC's numbers, they say, here's the numbers for fully vaccinated. Here's those who have halfway vaccinated. And they've got two separate numbers. I, I'm just telling you, there's more people that have been in the, in the pipeline for this. All they want to report are those that are finished, not those who are in the pipeline. And, it, and that's, that's, the, that's the misnomer. They're not well, if we're at 70%, we're good. We're good. But if we're, uh, we're at 70%, well, we're well, good. I, I just, I, but I, it I, says I, at, least, at least one dose. That counts people that have had both doses. Yeah, so yeah, 47%. This is according to my Mayo Clinic. So 47% have had at least one dose, and 36% have had, are fully vaccinated. So that number, that one-dose number, is incorporated with those that have had both doses. Either way, report the full thing. Stop, stop talking about the one number and make sure you give credit to those who are already in the pipeline, but they've got to wait 28 days for their second shot. Yeah, I agree with that part. I, I, think, I think the only thing they can do is, like you said, tell the truth. What I think they should be doing, and this is, I think, the stupid thing that, they, that they've refused to do, is start focusing on the people who've already had it and trying to get people to go out and get tested for antibodies and see if their antibodies are up. And if they are, maybe they can get them vaccinated. It might be something worth trying because trying. I keep hearing I've been I've had the the virus I don't want to get it I have the antibodies that kind of stuff I I think they should start looking at that but hey. that just kind of blows in the face of their scare tactics they've been using Hey fellas we got five seconds to the hard break I appreciate Sorry. you guys with the Grand Council WVNN we'll be right back. 